Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live here in Redmond, Washington. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host Jason Rendon, who will be joining us shortly. I have Miss Vanessa Rio. She is um, on call-in on the line today. Woohoo! Hey, guys. There's Miss Vanessa. We love that. And then we have our special guest, who's actually um, allowing us to use his studio tonight, Mr. Lewis Howard. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's been a long time since you and I have been out on the air I know, together. <laughs> I know. I feel nostalgic, right? It's kind of funny. It's one of those things that just kind of fell together today on this fabulous Observed Veterans Day. Um, and with that in mind, we do. We want to uh, put out there a happy Veterans Day in, a, uh, in observation uh, to all of those people who have served. Um, I think, you know, we honor them, of course. We think a lot about them, of course. But um, I think it's really good to just slow down and, and kind of take a look at where you live, take a look at what you have and the things that you get to do and realize that that is a part of your life because they choose to serve. Um, so Socially Savvy wants to say Absolutely. big hats off. Hey, and I, saw, I heard a great saying that said, you know, veterans are people that gave America a blank check. Oh, that's a good one. To invest one. your time. And I thought that was an amazing, awesome way to, to think about that. I've never heard that. That's good. Yeah. What about you, Renessa? you have any family members who are veterans that are close to you? Yeah, I think, you know, I put on my Facebook today that my dad is an Army vet. Uh, my father-in-law is a Marine vet. He actually, part of his left knee from the vet Vietnam War is, um, you know, constantly being worked on. And um, and then my brother-in-law, my sister is married to an Air Force uh, soldier who's currently serving in the military, has done two tours, one in Afghanistan, one in Kuwait, uh, and has been there seeing just horrific uh, stories he shared with us in his process as a soldier and what's going on in other countries. And uh, just knowing that, you know, they're they're out there doing their very best to protect and serve our country. Yeah, I it it's amazing. It's like our boys, their godfather Robert Cantu um is uh he was special forces and he taught them so many things in life just you know opening their eyes to how things are in the world. Um my niece is currently over in Japan with her husband who is serving. Uh so yeah, you know, there's a lot of family out there who's willing to live abroad and willing to fight for you know our choices for what we get. That's right and I was uh 82nd Airborne Division. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I just learned something new about Fort you. Fort Richardson, Alaska. So <laughs> wow. 18 um, years old. Yeah, I think wow. it's a wonderful thing. Thank you. I think that is a wonderful thing, especially at a young age. And I have one child who is considering it. So we shall see how we've given our children that, the path and said, you know, whatever your heart pulls to you. So anyway, thank you to everybody. Um, so today's show is brought to you by Chocolate Shop. Advanced Skin and Body Solutions, and a new sponsor, Leon Sellers, um, whose wine we are going to be tasting on air today. We're very, very excited. I'm, I'm already ahead of you. I was going to say, I was say, <laughs> Lewis has already got started. Um, and since Jason is here at this time, I think we're going to go ahead and start with the first on air tasting. Um, this is Leon's, this is their Pinot Grigio. Um, it's a 2008 Columbia Valley. Uh, I haven't had a chance to taste any of it yet, but Lewis, tell me what what do you think about it? Well, I'm particularly picky because I'm not really a P- Pinot Grigio, but I actually like this because it's it's fruity. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's got a full body to it. I actually really like that. For it's not it. too it's not too sweet. Yeah, so that's unusual for that. So wow. that's um, that's like a nice tasting uh, wine there. I know you you know somebody's interested in the bottle when the, when they're talking about it and all of a sudden it surprises them and they go and they start turning the bottle around to read the label. I know. Oh, I, I want to know what that is. Uh, <laughs> We're so sad you're not here to try it, Vanessa. I know. I definitely, you know, love seeing all the different wines, and I'm even excited to hear. I'm sure we'll be doing a segment on holiday wines um, because people always are wondering what to bring to these holiday parties and what that whole process is, and I want to be educated on that as well. So I'm looking forward to that uh, that segment or that show uh, in the future. Yeah, especially the ugly sweater parties, right? Oh, my gosh. You've got so a lot funny. of those coming up. <laughs> Ugly sweater parties. Yes, we're actually going to be doing a show where we'll be touching on um, how to pick out wines for events, uh, as well as if you're hosting them, what kind of wine glasses people they get. They're like, oh gosh, you know, do I just put one kind? Do I put down out two or three? Um, and there's there's a, a a way you can do it, which the savvy wine drinker will appreciate, and then the ones who are just learning, they'll they'll grab one and then they can't go wrong. So I better make sure I tune in that show because I like plastic cups. So. <laughs> Oh my so funny. Plastic works too, as long as it's great wine. You know, we can drink it anywhere. Okay, so today's show is on in honor of Veterans Day. It's on respect, honor, um, uh, social, and social awareness. Uh, with this last couple of weeks, with everything you know coming down off of this very uh, high emotional. And, and elections that were going on all over the country. You had so many people who were supercharged and, and super affected. They had very intense feelings about what was going on, um, intense opinions, because so much of what was put out there uh, was really structured in a way that was going to greatly affect people's lives. Um, and in this coming off of that, I had kind of thought that after the election, things start to go back to a little bit more mellow, a little bit more aware. And I'm finding that it's not quite there yet. No, and, you know, the really sad part about that is that it just seems like people were unable in many times to engage in a healthy debate and walk away and be okay. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's, uh, you know, you guys are more expert. Maybe it's the advent of the social media that's really enhancing it because you can express opinions that maybe you and I wouldn't say face to face, but social media allows you to be even more blunt and direct. Yeah, well, it's like Renata. We had her over and Jason. Um, it was just an impromptu over at our house, and and we have some very different theologies between the five of us. Um, and we had an intense conversation. It was very respectful. Um, you know, everybody was. They were fired up because they wanted the other person to understand, but at the same time, they understood that we do come from a different place socially. We do come from a different place um, in how we were raised, so we do have a different thought process. Um, and I thought it was a great evening. I mean, yeah. Renessa? Well, yeah, you, as long as you guys agreed with me, I was perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> you are so bad. You are so bad. Well, I mean, I took debate in high school and first year of college, and one of the things you learn is that you don't, you don't belittle your opponent. Yeah. And Even I if you win, you don't go that far. Yeah. You know, call a guy an idiot or whatever. And I think that's where the line got crossed is not only did I have to be wrong, yeah. but I had to be an idiot. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, and so with that, I was going to go over the, the definitions here real quick. Respect, um, a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. Um, 
the state of being admired in such a way. Uh, but this one here is the one that really kind of hits me. It's uh, respect due regard for the feelings, wishes, rights, or traditions of others. Oh, that's awesome. And this is one of those things where I wish we could just have respect kind of like flashing at every stoplight and flashing all over just as a, a reminder that this is a part of who we are. This is a part of how our country was founded. It wasn't just founded because of a certain religious sect that came over here. It wasn't founded just because of, of we wanted to, you know, stop an oppression with another country trying to dictate to us. It was because we had the desire to honor the people around us, to respect the people around us, and to create something better. Yeah, I think I think it's 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 easy to forget that you know maybe thirty short years ago, twenty thirty short years ago, uh, people that served were not appreciated. They were not respected because oh they, they served in a war, you know, the Vietnam War that never really happened. That, that never really happened. Never was supported, and it created a lot of divisiveness in our nation. And as a result, the people who actually went there and fought weren't respected. Yeah. And so it's nice to see it come and at least take full circle where right. everyone who protects and serves, just as you did a great intro to that, is acknowledged, regardless if you agree with it or not. Yeah. No, I just, yeah. Uh. So respect, that's a, to me. Um, what comes to mind to you when you hear the word respect, Vanessa? Well, I, I think the respect is just a space of openness um, you know, and no judgment because I believe, like, all of us live in this space of assumption where we're always assuming people should do something. We're always assuming, and, and if they don't, then we're creating a space of judgment. Um, I believe when we respect somebody, sometimes you have to respect that maybe that person didn't learn or doesn't know, you know, the wine list or doesn't know the etiquette or doesn't know the proper conversational, you know, techniques and as much as and that's why I love this show is because we provide a platform for people to be educated in that but we can't expect all you know seven billion people in the world listening to our show soon, yes. Um I mean we're definitely growing. And so when I look at respect for somebody, I also believe that that space should be openness and not placing our own judgment on that person should have known this or that person should be educated in that. Uh this one gal was referring this past weekend and she asked me, we went to a, a mixer party. She was, Vanessa, do you think that that woman is prettier than me? And when I look at that, I'm like, I respect both of these women. And when we come from a space of comparing ourselves and where does that lead into the respect of ourself? Wow, that's and, a big one. Yeah, and so the respect of ourselves, of who we are, is you're completely different from that woman. So how do we even show respect to ourselves as an individual to how we compare ourselves to others? Because we're always looking for other people to respect us. Like, oh, that was totally disrespectful to me. But, you know, that person disrespected me or that person has no respectable manners. Or, But also in the sense of how do you respect yourself? And, so do you um, think that so, some... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Do you think that some of this has come about just simply because there there are no levels of expectancy? You know, like with our grandparents, there were do's and don'ts. There were ways that you treated people. There were ways that you didn't. There were things that you said, things that you didn't. I mean, to me, it just feels like this whole atmosphere of anything goes has bred this lack of respect, lack of honor, lack of empathy to the degree where yeah, people are they're genuinely confused. They don't know because there's no guidelines. Yeah, and I think even with what you're saying, though, you're assuming that the grandparents taught their children who then taught their grandchildren. And that's but, where my, my space of assumption is. And that's why when I always hear, you know, somebody say, well, you know, 
in, in traditional or my, our tradition or well, my grandparents or that's again I believe that that's coming from a space of assumption that my grandparents taught me what your grandparents taught you, um, and so that creates you know a, a sense of judgment, comparison, uh, rejection, um, you know, and you know when we get into that space, there is no openness. Um, and, and that's when we have a big disconnect, and then that's where people feel disrespected. So when I look at the respect, it's also in the space of creating a suggestion versus coming from a space of assumption. Um, and I teach this in, in my classes in, in the, when I do my dating classes is making a suggestion to somebody like, oh, well, I, I'm sure that, you know, if you're doing it that way, have you ever thought of this? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, my grandmother taught me this other way. Oh, perfect. No, thank you for sharing that for me versus going, well, you know, our grandparents are this way or, you know, in, in that space of, of manners or how to be uh, socially savvy or having the proper etiquette. I believe in today's uh, social media world, um, we're in the space of everything is technological, text messaging, uh, emailing, Facebooking, Twittering, that when it comes to engaging with somebody in person, um, there could be a lot of abbreviations in just the face-to-face -face interactions where we assume that you know what I'm thinking at all times and why didn't you do this or how come he didn't, you know. Okay, yeah, no, I get what you're saying there. You know. Um, and so I completely, you know, uh, one of the one things that I do want to say is that when we look at ourselves in a respectful manner and comparing ourselves, what we don't realize is that, for instance, this past weekend when this gal was referring and comparing herself to one of the bartender that was at the location we were at, and she almost got into a belittling space. And I said, listen, that bartender, that might be the cream of the crop job for her. You don't know where she came from. You don't know what her family has gone through. You don't know what it meant for her to get this job here. Well, you and, and I think you, I think you make a really good point because I think if people come from a general, a general place of respecting themselves and respecting others, you, you think about it. Fifty years ago, if somebody was a janitor, they were proud of that position. They were proud of the work that they did. It didn't matter. You know, there was a a Facebook post that I did, and actually, let me let's say hi, hi to Jason since he is here now. Hello. <laughs> hey. We're Hello. talking about respect. Um, I had put up a post because it dawned on me somebody was talking about, you know, gosh, I've worked hard my whole life. Why do I have to keep working so hard? And it, my thought process is that our bodies labor for every breath we take. Our hearts labor for every beat to put that blood through our bodies. Yes, it is. And instead of complaining about the hard work that we have, we should be celebrating the fact that we can do that work, that we have the opportunities. Whether it means you are um, working as a, as a bartender at a bar or a hostess, or you're a CEO of a company, or you're a janitor, I think that as a culture, we need to start showing respect to everybody and everything that they're doing so that, like you're saying, people can find that self-worth. Because I think you're right. I think through that lack of self-worth is where a lot of this is happening. Absolutely. And I think you both make great points. I think the landscape of our country has changed so much over the last 40 years that that definition of respect changes. If you were empowered by your grandparents, it means one thing to have respect. If you were raised by single parents or a different environment or something yeah. crazy and off the wall, you're going to have a different definition. These That's urban true. kids have a totally different definition of what respect is. And then this well, political season was really harsh. That's what, we're, that's right. what we started talking about. Yeah. But I think um, 
And I think even with what you're saying, Vanessa, I think if we go back, and this is why I love doing this, this is why we go back to the definition, because our words are what create the dialogue and the communication between each one of us. If you take a look at the, the definition of respect, due regard for the feelings, wishes, rights, or traditions of others, you should be able to find common ground. Yeah. And and the common ground, there's you know, you can definitely find when I always look at it, the number one common ground is humanitarian and just being for people and community. Um yeah. especially with Seattle being, you know, one of the top seven states and cities uh for suicide, you know, we're looking at a lot of people in our environment that are dealing with financial distress, that are alone. I mean, just to be in the space of wanting that you feel like I I'm gonna commit suicide or I don't want it there's no one here for me to people reach struggling. out to struggling. Yeah. People yeah. are struggling, and, you know, for Hold us on. to be at this place of disrespect, I completely wanted to have more of a humanitarian and open heart toward people. If, if we feel like that person did us wrong, really see what why that's happening. Yeah, you know, not no, I totally agree. Out, you know, not saying, oh, you can be disrespected or stepped on or anything like that. No, I am no way saying that. But just really kind of see what's happening in from that person in that person's background or if they even have any friends, and that might be their last reach out of why they're causing trouble at a certain event or party, um, if that's the situation. I would agree. And I think one of the other things, actually, <laughs> you, you touched A lot of people who have difficulties, when, especially when they're struggling and they get to that point where they feel like they want to give up, um, I think there's an aspect of our culture that we have a tendency to forget that um, we have to learn to take responsibility and accountability and respect ourselves for our actions so that and understand that what those actions are going to do. Um, we recently had somebody who had brought up, well, you know, if, if things don't go very well, you know, I can just walk off and, and nobody's going to find me and, you know, they won't call me as dead for seven years. And it was such a selfish thought process because, you know, this person obviously has family members. They obviously have extended people. And this is where that, where that, that terminology, and I really was thinking hard about this whole word respect and, you know, how far does that go? Is it a very superficial word? Is it a very simple word? No, the, the word respect goes very, very deep in our relationships on, on us as individuals on us as family members, on us as how we deal with our culture and the people around us, whether we agree or don't agree with them. And understanding that the ramifications of any of our actions show respect or disrespect. And if you don't want to be aware, then you're you're basically separating yourself from your society. Um, but, wow, wow, we got like way out there, didn't we? <laughs> it gets deep, especially when you're talking about things like, like what Renessa brought up about um, you know, suicide rates and people feeling like they don't have any other hope, um, I think there needs to be a point where it does need to start with us. And, and whether it be positive, um, whether it be finding value, all of those things do need to start with with us as a culture. And, you know, more importantly, if we have children, that obviously as, as parents, we all know that that's where it originates. That's true. It starts with us. So, yeah. Okay, the next one, honor. This one, again, one of those very high-charged words. <laughs> Honor, meaning high respect and esteem, um, a person or thing that brings credit and honor, adherence to what is right or to a con- 
conventional standard of conduct. This word is one of those that I think is hyper um, interpretive, kind of like what yeah. you were talking about earlier, Vanessa. I completely agree with about you. that. I mean, it, it very much uh, lends itself to who you're with. Yeah, this word is you know That's I mean you can Vanessa, people. Who, did we lose you? Can you hear me now? I think we lost Vanessa. No. Nope. Let's see if I can get her back. Vanessa. Vanessa. Hello. That's what happens on the air. Vanessa, are you with us? Yes, I'm here now. Hello. Alrighty then. Vanessa. Alrighty then. Well, we're going to have her try to call in again because God knows what happened. (laughs) Yes. Technology. Yes, we had another techno- technological faux pas here. Well, we had a wine faux pas here. <laughs> it's always a great year. Hopefully, show. she's calling back. But um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. What do you? How do you feel? I mean, the word honor to me is one of those that uh, honor comes with, with comes along straight line with respect. You know, to honor your mother and your father and your you know people that are older than you. And that's the thing that I think this generation is, is missing a lot of, is that they think, granted, I've heard this long time, well, those older folks aren't so smart. It's like, you know, if you give them a chance to talk, they will. Because now I know why a lot of my grandparents are always like real, you know, bullets in there. It's like, shut up. They were mean and angry because they lived their life. And they're like, yeah, I know what's going to happen. So they're just like, screw it, stop it. Yeah, you they know. lost hope. Well, yeah, honor's a big deal. As someone who served in the military... Yeah, I mean that was a, that's a creed, and you you if you violated honor, honoring your superiors, honoring civilians, yes. that that brought that brought rain hell. So I learned truly honor, you know, and obviously being raised where the Ten Commandments were an important part of our household. Yeah, so honor <laughs> that you know mother and father before you you know unless you get killed, kind of was the you know order of the day. But oh, I totally. think that to me, even more than respect, I think the honor thing has been really lost. Yes. I think people misconstrue it. Um, Vanessa, did we manage to grab you again? Yeah. Are you, can you hear me now? Yes, we can. I, we had a little oh. bit of a faux pas with some wine, so I think we might have disconnected you. But um, we're talking about honor and just how um, and see, so, socially we it, it feels like it's that's the real – that is one of those words I really feel like is truly disconnected. Honor doesn't necessarily mean power, and people no. turn that. I worked in, in well, government for a while. the word submission, people yes. take that as a big, huge no-no. It's like, okay, you obviously don't understand if somebody submits to you exactly what that means. Right. I don't think we have time to go into that one, but um, honor for you. For me? Yeah. Oh, honor. I'm really big on respect and honor, you know? Uh, one of the problems that we have with with our children is I've always tried to raise um, our son and our daughter with you know at least be respectful, at least honor the teacher, you know, follow through, honor the life that somebody else has lived before yes. you, trying to help you live your life. Because a lot of times it's like I I joined the Coast Guard Auxiliary. I was never an actual full government employee, and well, we'll still that say that you're a vet. I think yeah, you served. Way. That's awesome. And uh, what Valerie and I did is some of the work that they do is it gets unnoticed, and I think a lot of people don't understand that it is a hard work for what they do. Yeah, you know, and it's not hard work as in like, <clears throat> well, it is with labor and life endangerment and all that. But can remember some of our enlisted men, enlisted men don't make as much as the regular workers 
uh, on the on the outside do. I mean, granted, you stay in the service long enough, you do get your rewards oh. and all that. You join the service as an E1, E2, which is enlisted men one or two. Right. You're not really making a whole lot of money. You're putting your life on the line. And a lot of people, they take that for granted that, you know, I am proud that our enlisted men are fighting for us. I'm not proud where they're at. Right, but I'm proud that That's, they're defending. That, that becomes what we government in. and policy yes, and stuff. Right. But politics um, and all that. I think one of the things that a lot of people m- don't realize, and and we, I wish we had, I had thought about it earlier to talk about, but um, with veterans, uh, a lot of people don't realize that most of them serve their terms. Yes, living in by the standards and the statistics of our country. In poverty. That's true. And honor, I'll go into this honor thing, and this is a thing that it, it's on the news right now. This talks about honor of the man of what he leaves at the office. And a lot of the reporters and news people have said that this shouldn't affect his career, but he believed in the honor of, of the position of the government and why he's stepping down. Unfortunately, Petraeus, who's our secretary of, of uh, CIA director, right? Thank you. Uh, He's actually stepping down because he had an affair. He had a breach of his personal honor, and he had the right to sit there and say, "You know what? I know I could probably continue." And he was he was on the track for being like presidential quality, but he said, "I had an affair. I got to step down." And people across the board were like, "Why? You know, just say you're sorry and move on." But he had the honor to sit there and say, that's "No, a, that, that has to do with I his integrity yes, and integrity how and, and his moral standing." And I and I think that's one of those things that I wish that we could celebrate more. Right. I wish that we could look at. The, I mean, somebody like that who is willing to own up and yeah, own up and say this is a part. My honor, my integrity is a part of what is key about the position that yeah. I hold. I have forsaken that, and I am now going to choose. Yes, maybe I've learned. Maybe he's going to be this fabulous, but for whatever reason, he feels very strongly about what that position entails, and. And to sacrifice and to know he made that decision. He didn't make a lie. He didn't say, oh, exactly. I'm on sabbatical. Like well, that. well, what's interesting, it's so confusing to the mainstream media. They've got to figure out that there's something more. And, and I don't yeah. think they understand just be that. Doing that. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think they understand right. that. And I right. and I I had no intention of bringing politics into this, but I think when you have a president who has done something like that, and and you take a look at the impact worldwide, how we were looked upon as. Um, lacking class, lacking mm-hmm. morals, lacking... That's where a lot of things... But as a culture, our people decided that that was going to be okay, and they let him continue. I think that's where a lot of confusion has come along with our country in the last... And this isn't even about what your political standings are. We're not no. We're not even talking about that. I mean, in my opinion, I think you have to have all points of view to, to make everything go round. If we had just the Democrats or just the Republicans or, you know, I think the the reason that the um, uh, independents are coming is because we need more information from a different view. I think that those are all very helpful. But honor doesn't have to honor. Actually, honor doesn't cross political boundaries. I mean, it doesn't it's got mean, nothing to do with it. It's got yeah. nothing to do with that because it's, it's about a standard. Right. I, and I argue with my I have a really close or not close from whatever friend that I talk to about politics and religion and everything else, and him and I go round and round on circles on topics that are basically the same. It's like, well, you're on this side of the, the barometer, and I'm on this side of the barometer, but yet we're agreeing on the same thing. It's just like you have your view, it I have mine. And honor for me is just kind of like you know, my mom never really laid a hand on me at all, but I was wow. more terrified of her I've than my anybody. dad. You know. <laughs> Well, so then, okay, so, and again, you know, before we move on to the next thing, honor, um, 
and, and this is where I think it's, it's critical, adherence to what is right or to a conventional standard of conduct. That's true. And, and I just feel like that's where people get confused because they're like, well, what is our standard? If you look at the American people, what is our standard? And I think that's where that's, we fall down. Um, social. Of course, we've talked about social before, of or relating to society and its organizations. Um, social needing companionship and therefore be best suited to living in communities. Mm-hmm. Um, relating to or de- um, designed activities in which people meet each other for pleasure. Living in groups typical in a high, 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 I cannot say that word. (laughs) Basically, social is when you're dealing with somebody other than just yourself. When you're including other people, other anything, whether it be other cultures, other um, religions, other anything. Well, we talk. I talk about this a lot uh, when it talks to you know being social and enjoying life and everything else. Is that. It doesn't matter. Your belief is if you, you you're supposed to come together and disagree, as long as you do it respectfully. Yeah. And everything else. I I talked about this because I usually bring up. We were we were talking Facebook. about when Vanessa and all of us were over the place, and Vanessa she she pops and she goes, "Yeah, I was happy as long as you guys all agreed with me." Oh yeah. <laughs> and when you talk about different things, it's kind of like that's what's important, you know. It's yeah. Like, I'm, you know, here's the thing. It's like you know, uh, Brett and I we like to go around. You know, actually, Brett and my wife like to go around. On politics and whatnot. Oh, yes, they do. And, but yet, at the end of the day, they're still friends, they're still joking, they still can sit there and say, yeah, I may disagree with you on this, but I agree with you on this. Or we they see honor the same each other's problem? differences, they respect right. each other, and yeah, move forward. What about you, Miss uh, with Renessa, on the whole social thing? The the social thing in, in as far as respect, or I'm wondering which, which side of that? Well, I was just, to. basically what I was doing is I was just reiterating what social is so that people have a, a, a clear understanding. If you're going to be social, that's why the things like honor and respect and awareness are important because when you're social, you're not just dealing with yourself. If, if if you're not social, then you can have whatever thought processes you want. It doesn't matter. You're not going to, you know, if you go and you insult somebody, they're just simply not going to invite you back. You're not going right. to be a part of that social setting. Exactly. But if you truly exactly. want to be social, there are certain things that you need to, which we're going to finish with awareness at the very end, but there are certain things that you have to understand that is just an accepted part of being social. Yeah, and I definitely think that there's levels of sociability, um, especially like if you don't know anybody in the, in the room and, you know, how do you get yourself involved or connected with people there? Um, and, and just knowing that because there are certain levels of sociability, there's also levels of feeling uncomfortable. And I would agree with that people, totally. Yep. And if, if you know that there's levels of uncomfortability, then you could be aware that I'm going to walk into this scene and, and I'm going to walk into this room and maybe I got invited here by a friend, but they're not here yet. Or, you know, I, I really want to connect and network with certain people in this room, but they don't know who I am and they don't and, and I don't know what they even look like quite yet or so really knowing your environment in that space and then being okay with it and having like two or three topics at the beginning in sociability is gonna open up feeling warm and comforting. And so we always have talked about things not to say and things to say. Um, but also being positive in everything that you are saying. That this oh, is I an love environment. That. I like that a lot. Yep. You know, it, this is an environment for people to walk away with what they feel like when they introduce themselves to you, what you feel like when they're introducing themselves, and vice versa. So everything's about feelings and what people walk away with after they're done meeting you. And that is consistent. I was coaching a client this morning, 
And, uh, and I said, you know, will you see me at an event? I'm engaging. I'm trying to make sure that everybody that walks into the room is, is uh, invited and comfortable and, and feeling warm. And, and We're open never and engaging at all. Never. Yeah. And, and so, but when he's sitting here in my, in my office and I'm coaching him, he feels the exact same way. So whether there's 100 people in the room or there's one person in front of me, know your consistencies of what you want people to walk away with. And I think that's that a really good point. I think you use a really good term that I want people to really lock yeah. onto, and that's consistency. Yes. Be consistent with really who you that. are. It could be your smile. It could be yes. your consistency in your smile. You know, I always say my, my singles at my events, so your smile is your style. You I know? like that. And so... You know, because we can't assume that everybody's going to dress the same way, that everyone's going to have the same fashion, that everyone's going to have the same type of decor in, in their glasses or hair or makeup or blazers or pants or shoes. But we all can agree that we can all have a smile. And I totally that agree is with that. I love that. Create mm-hmm. I agree so definitely that's, when it comes to being in social, and then when, you, when you're in a room where you know everybody there, obviously you're going to be in a whole different area when it comes to your social techniques and laughter and comfortability and checking in and sharing your personal life because you're accepted, you're comfortable, it's, it's already, and it, it, um, you're aware and, and familiar with those people in the room. And so knowing there's going to be some discomfort, and one of the things that I'm teaching right now is in our state and where a lot of people are, is that we have to realize that a lot of us are going to be uncomfortable and a lot of things are going to be inconvenient to grow into the next I, I, And I want to, I think you're sure. you're dead on with that and I want to yeah. address that real quick because a lot yeah. of people mistake me because I, I, I love being social, I love being out there. Um, a lot of people don't know much about my history, but I am consistently uncomfortable and consistently worried about offending or consistently worried about doing something wrong when I go out socially. And it's one of those things that the the only reason I say that, I don't say it because I want people to feel bad for me or feel, oh, I say it because I want people to feel empowered and understand that there isn't a person in a room that walks in. The most confident person who walks in that room, the most arrogant person who walks in that room probably has more hang-ups than you do if you don't know anybody and they know everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important for people to realize that we are, again, go go back to the base of what we are. We are human in nature. We have our concerns. We have our things that we're insecure about. We have all these different things. And, and just like you're saying, if you stay open about it and you try to look at it from the positive point of view, if somebody steps outside that, what's acceptable or, or what makes people comfortable – you can be that person to kind of help bring them back in a positive way versus, you know, shunning them because they're not adhering to whatever it is that you feel the social standard is of right. that particular event. Very true. Yeah, and, and just to add into what you're saying, you know, uh, LB, is that when we look at growing our, our social networks, whether you're trying to grow your company or you're trying to meet your, you know, potential soulmate, there's going to be areas that things are going to be uncomfortable and inconvenient. And so there's going to be times where you're going to need to go to a networking event right after work, and that's going to be those sacrifices that we need to make. I think so many people go, this is uncomfortable for me, I'm going to leave. This is inconvenient for me, so I'm going to leave. And then they wonder why they're starting all over in the dating process, in the business process, in their company process. Well, it's because you've given up or you have created where if it's uncomfortable, you're stopping. 
And people need to realize, and I teach this in my dating classes, that expect to be uncomfortable, expect things to be inconvenient. And that's when you start growing. Growing, I was going to say, yes. yes. We'll think about growing pains. Go back to the physical reality of how our bodies work. When we're growing, we are uncomfortable, and it's actually somewhat painful. This is this is the irony of what I find in our culture. We feel like that progress should be easy. We feel that progress in any direction, whether it be self-exploration, um, self-promoting, anything that has to do with us, we've, we have this preconceived notion that everything should be just fine and dandy and easy sailing, and if you have to fight through it, oh, well, it's just not worth it. That's not how our bodies work, so why, is, why right. should people believe that that's how anything else should work? It's only when yeah. you're, like you're saying, when you're uncomfortable is when you're pushing yourself, you're learning, you're, you're going beyond your normal capacity or your normal ability, and that's when you really have the ability to affect change or affect or make something greater. Exactly, and people are going, you're going to only get better and better, and that's what I always say. You're only going to get better with your social skills. You're only going to get better with creating an environment. I totally agree with that. People are yep. going to start feeling comfortable with you, approaching you. They're going to want to know what kind of business do you do. They're going to want to feel, what, you know, what does this person have to offer? Well, you have a great smile. What are you all about? But those comfort levels come from processes of being uncomfortable. Totally, totally. I love it. So, yeah, okay. I'm all into that. I mean, I, I teach these things <laughs> I can speak this to time, blue. I love it. Blue in the face. Well, while we're letting you catch your breath, <laughs> Jason is going to tell us about this fabulous Leon red wine that we're drinking. Masala Rosa. I know you'd say it better than I do. Rosa. No, not that bad. Rosa. Rosa. It's a, it's a Washington Super Tuscan blend. And Super Tuscan blends usually are Sangiovese, Cab uh, Sauv, Merlot, and then Cab Franc is the Washington additive that makes it different. And typically with the Super Tuscan, it's going to be a little bit more tannic. And this wine actually is not super tannic. It's delicious. Uh, and both of these wines that um, have a, a Tuscan background to them, yes. both the, the white and the red. Um, and one of our, our sponsors for this next year, we're very, really, really excited to have them as part of what we're doing. But uh, just, I would say for a blend, this is a really beautiful, bold wine. Yes, it's nice. It's got some good uh, food on it. It's not too terribly uh, tannic, like I said before. It's got a little hints of um, black pepper, um, Nice grape tones. Um, I wish you were here, Renessa. <laughs> it's really good. Um, for it the, sounds good. I want to hear you guys pour it because I want to hear what it sounds like on the phone to really tell you if it sounds like well, something. We, we did. We did. But you were at Lucy. That's okay because you always say it sounds like something that's not appealing. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to come up with something fun that it sounds like that's not so, I don't know, <laughs> unappealing. Well, I see how I am. <laughs> I know you're I like know. blunt to the point. <laughs> you're know, the one who scares the people who are less confident. <laughs> I know, I know. You know what? They actually feel more confident around me because they go, "I don't have to speak because Vanessa's saying it all." Oh my god, that's too funny! Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. So they stay okay. around me and hang out. <laughs> oh my. Well, and whenever you're here, things are definitely spicier. I have to say that. Yeah, um, you take it to a whole ninth level. I oh, tell you. ninth level. And with that, we're going to touch base on our last topic of tonight, and that's awareness. Um, this is one of those that if if I had to say the secret to success coming into um, this next probably eight years 
you know, before we turn another decade would be awareness. Um, and the right. definition is knowledge or perception of a situation or a fact. And on a conscious level, it's concern about and well-informed interest in a particular situation or development. Um, I really feel like if you, you you take a look at how we, we talk about utopian societies and we talk about, you know, this has always been the thought process of where we want our cultures and stuff to eventually get to is this utopian thought process where everybody's accepting, everybody celebrates whatever their position in life is, nobody feels underrated, nobody feels overrated. Um, and I feel like a lot of that is going to have to come now. Will, as a humanity, as, will we ever have that because we're very competitive? I don't know. But I think in, in a day-to-day life, if you want to have um, a better social atmosphere with with your interactions, if you want a better um, one-on-one relationship with the people around you, I think that right. your awareness has to be elevated. It does. And you can do that simply by, you know, you can read lots of books and talk about, you know, education and, and information, but I really feel like awareness comes more from recognizing people around you, their responses. You know, is somebody next to you uncomfortable? Can you recognize that? Is somebody overcompensating for something? Is somebody being inconsiderate? Can you be aware? Can you be the person who can kind of be that balance, be that adjuster in a social setting where you maintain the integrity of a social environment, allowing everybody to blossom, allowing everybody to to get more from that environment because you are aware? We talked about that a lot, about being aware of your situation, being aware of your surroundings, being aware with your friends. We talk about that a lot in social settings. You know, that's something that's crucial in society that's missing. You know, is that when people don't, you know, are are, are not aware, then they're being, I don't know, we've had this talk, you know, where the, the person just keeps talking and talking and talking and talking or says that un, um, inappropriate joke at the wrong time. Or they're talking politics and get too deep into it. Or I think a lot of times that comes though because people don't care. It's like I'm thinking yeah. of one person that that who says stuff like that and he just doesn't care. And this is where it gets worse when he gets drunk. Yeah. Well, there's a few of them. But oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I guess there comes a point that how do you you know if you're going to be in that setting, what do you do to? I don't want to use the word mediate, but if you want to maintain the integrity of a particular social setting where everybody, of course, the the idea of getting many people together is for everybody to celebrate and have a good time, I think it's through awareness that you have that ability to kind of temper that. I think it's socially acceptable, you know, in a situation to gear it towards a better way. I mean, we've talked about that, too. If someone I find that is going too deep in the conversation, whether than call them out. I like that. That's good, by the way. What? Oh, Yeah. Socially acceptable. <laughs> it is to sit there and say, "Well, you know, okay, let's kind of let's we went that way. Let's go this way. All right, let's just turn the conversation over. You know, sometimes all you know, some, the politics are too deep, and I feel it's getting too heated, and people are starting to kind of get disinterested. I kind of you like pull it, towards you pull. Food. Yep. You know, it, it's just. I think this is a really good. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do the socially savvy hints. I'm going to start with mine, and then Renessa will have you give yours. Um, my socially savvy hint is. In a social setting, if the first thing you think about is how something feels to you or how it affects you, then you may have some difficulty being socially accepted. 
What do you mean by that? I don't understand. If he, if somebody, so if you're in a, if you're in a social setting and somebody says something that you disagree with, and your first instance to go, well, I just completely disagree with that. You're an idiot because you're thinking about how it affects you. You are going to create a disconnect between you and the people around you. If your first thought with everything is, how does this affect me? How do I feel about it? Instead of going. Wow, I never thought about that. I I don't I never thought about where your lifestyle might have brought you to that. I never thought about how this person's um experience may bring that to them. If you are always coming at things from a selfish point of view of how it affects you, yeah. your social interactions will be very limited and it goes back to what you're talking about that openness, that that acceptability. I think a lot of yeah, I definitely feel I definitely I definitely feel like that sounds to me like you're coming from a place of judgment on whatever whatever. That's that the word. That's is. the word. Judgment. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and in, in, in comparison, and everybody's like always comparing themselves to everybody, yeah. and um, and not creating their own unique uh, style or what they have to offer. Um, we all were raised differently. We all have different siblings and parents and education background. You know, God literally made us all our own way. And so, you know, there's how could you compare somebody's income level to background to how they dress to you because we have zero clue of where that person came from. Um, and, and, and I do feel like if we want to look at a socially savvy uh, tip or advice, my, mine is definitely going to be in the space of assumption because I don't, I don't know if I could ever – drill that into people as much as I would love to because I always feel like, gosh, if LB would have done this or, oh, if, if this person could have known that, oh, if, 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 if. A and lot of if, a lot of questions. It is, you know, if, you know, the date would have went well if. The, our marriage would have worked out if. Our relationship, our part, and so well, did that person know that or how how hard did you try that or was it based on, you know, did you suggest how we can make that work or was it just the blame, well, you never did this. Um, and so I'm always in the space, instead of assumption, suggesting to that person, hey, you know, it would really mean a lot to me if we did it this way or it would really mean a lot to me if, I, if you didn't compare me all the time to your ex or it really mean, you know, there's things that people don't even realize they're doing. Yeah. Um, and and it's just because well you're so much better than them. I'm just shocked that you're my girlfriend, or I'm just shocked that you know, they belittle themselves so thinking that that's yeah. some kind of a compliment. Yeah. 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 So um, so I that's definitely a good one, Vanessa. That that you know coming from that space and then sharing your feelings if that is happening to you where somebody's putting that place of well I assumed you were going to do that. Oh, well, I would have completely did that. I didn't know those were your expectations. Next time, I'll totally follow up with you that way. Thank you so much for sharing, giving that person a second chance, allowing that them to... That just goes back to, to communication. <laughs> Absolutely. And the people are afraid for that. You know, yeah, they, they are. They are. They think they communicate they're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Um, well, and I think and a so lot I of people are afraid that communication, they're, they're not. it's not a valid anyway, does it? They don't really care anyway, so... Yes. Okay, Mr. Jason. So, what's your socially savvy hint? And then we'll get in, you. You already touched on your acceptable, but <laughs> social savvy hint. Yeah, in regards to respect and honor and know who you are. Oh, really that's really good. It's one of, like you were talking about. I'm just as concerned as you of what people think of me. You know, and especially in my business. You know, both professionally and non-professionally, is like I want people to like me. So. 
I'm not saying that I'm bowing down to what society says I should be, but yet I'm conscious of what society as a whole says. So you're conscious of what other people, uh, of people as a whole, because you have a general concern for people in general. Yes. It's kind of like if, and this is where I think a lot of people get confused. If you want to be social, then you need to be concerned about the other people around you. Right. If you want to be a hermit, you don't have to give yeah, a shit. Yeah, right. But in, in our business, when you're trying to do something, you're trying to have friends and try to do that, it's better to take the time to be conscious of what you're doing. You know, I'm not going to go, like I said, my friend earlier who leans more um, conservative than I do, I'm not going to go to his house and start dropping F-bombs. Yeah. Be it if I'm going to go to one of my early college buddies, you know, I'm falling right along the same line, you know, F this, F that. It's know who you are, know your boundaries, know your friends, just be aware. I mean, sometimes, I mean... Uh, it's um, one of the things that frustrates me the most, and this is really kind of what a sore spot with me, is being around friends who don't know who my wife is, and then they make racial jokes, thinking it's funny that I'll get along with it. I'm like, you, you do know my wife, it, you, right? Oh, oh, dude, oh, oh my so God. sorry. Are you oh, kidding? I, I get that all the time. You. People are like, they, they make the Mexican crack, cracks yeah. or whatever, and you know, I'm like, Mexican too, right? Yeah. Oh, geez, yeah, people are a little yeah, slow. No, it's, I won't even go on the racist thing. I, I saw a post on Facebook that kind of drove me up the wall about after Obama got uh, reelected. It just really are we are we back to that now? Well, I, and I think it's going to take anyway, some time because our culture has got some things. But you know, and more happy news: it rained today. <laughs> oh wait, we live in Seattle. Okay. We live in Seattle. It always Woo-hoo. rains. It's okay. Actually, um, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like a, no. a downpour. No, it like wasn't. when we were down to New Orleans, that's rain. Where you got soaked. We're not soaked as in like little our art shirts wet. Ooh, no, we I was able to walk from my soaked. car and unload it several times without getting completely drenched. Right. So you know we don't. Yes, we're we're good. No, you know when you're soaked when like you look at your socks and your socks are the color of your shoes. There you that's go. That's your soaks. Yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. We're laughing at each other. It's like that's what it was. It's like you know you see people in the streets. It was raining so bad. People are like screw the umbrella. We're just walking. We're oh wet. my gosh. We're done. Well, and if you've got to be soaked, you know, at least you could be happy. And um, yes. House Wines, one of our sponsors, is absolutely fabulous about that um, with their red and white wines that are ex- accepted for pretty much every event. They work with almost every food. Um, check out House Wines, um, housewines.com, I believe. All righty. Well, House we're going to start wrapping things up just a yes. smidge here with... Um, what we've got going on here, socially unacceptable. Renessa, do you have anything that you want to lead out with on um, what we've been talking about that you feel is a good thing to, to remind people about that, you know, this is just socially unacceptable and, and if you want to be social, just don't do it. Oh, gosh, I have so many socially unacceptable things. <laughs> I know, it's like my favorite. Why? Because blunt works it best. And list. Um, you know, we we just did a nice singles mixer this past Saturday night at the Bellevue Club, and uh, we had a nice woman that was there at the event that was, you know, sharing uh, with a good group of all, it was 10 women and 10 men, it was a matchmaking event, and one of the women came a little bit intoxicated, and uh, I don't think she knew that she was intoxicated. <laughs> So oh goodness! I look, yes, I love you know, and, and she decided that she was going to share with all of the men how much better she was, and that none of them deserved her. Oh wow! And, wow. <laughs> this is no your is alcohol course, content level you know, and ability the to deal. Limits, uh, you know, wow. eat before you go out. 
um, you know, have some dinner. And, and this was towards the end of the event. Most people were gone. Um, and it ended up happening that one of my uh, clients had to get a taxi for her and get her home safely. Oh, and my God. And really being in that space of taking care of a person he just met. Matt, it's like, please don't make people responsible for your silly actions. Yeah, but at the same yeah. time, for those people who have have a bend of, of conscience on that, who don't normally get drunk. Cheers to somebody who, who actually helped you. So. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you just... If unfortunately there's, I admit there's sometimes when I've been too far, but I have friends that kick me in the butt and say, "Hey, fly straight," yeah, and they helped out. Knock it out. But if you do it over and, and over, over and, and over, over, like a broken record, please stop. We don't know any of those people like no, that. No, we don't know oh. any of them. I think we blocked them all. Yeah. Okay, my socially unacceptable is it is unacceptable to create a negative situation in a social event because you do not agree oh, with yes. the views of what someone is speaking about. Yes, that's true. With the diversity of culture, religion, race, creed, I mean, color, there is so much diversity and in, in benefits to living in the United States. There is so much difference in this melting pot of what we are and who we are that to not respect, honor, and be accepting of people and to create a negative situation in a social setting that, to me, is the epitome of backhanding somebody. Yes. If you have a very strong view about something and you feel like you need to have a conversation about it, you don't do it at a social setting. You say, you know what, let's get together for lunch. You, it, when other people are involved, it's not a place for you to stand on your soapbox and ruin an event because you're hyper-opinionated. Right. And now, could you be right? Of course. Could you could you have all the answers to all the questions of the world? Possibly. Of course. But a social setting is not the place to do that. The one thing I will jump in there with a socially savvy hint. If your friend or someone you know is going that way, a good way to diffuse that is sit and say, you know, you're bringing kick up em. really well. Kick them. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Give him no. another glass of wine. Here, more. No. It's, it's more like I, I've done this, and we've said this before, and this is totally socially acceptable. Sit there and say, you know, I really like what you're talking about, but, you know, uh, let's, let's talk about this more when we're less, in, in less social setting where we're not drinking as much, you know, and a little more so. Oh, no, I like that, where you're not drinking as much. That's a really good one. So I like that. Other than that, uh, my socially acceptable. No, please do. Go, go. Yes. I just wanted to add on to that, that really understand, too, that even if you do have these high desires into somebody that they are right or wrong in what you're saying in the wrong case, does it really matter in the space of what you have to share? Are you trying to change this person? Because some of us just need to accept the people we're around and just limit our time with them. And so many people want to stay around people they don't like and expect to change them and then have the people that they don't like their friends, therefore creating bitch fests over and over again, creating drama for everybody. If you don't like them, then don't be around them. Move on. There's 7 billion people in the world. Are you serious? So really, if you're upset with somebody in the way they're acting or doing, you have the choice to stop being in the space of that person and move on towards people that you do like. Like I say, either you're with me or, you know, you're not. It's like not, it's not a big deal if you're not. It's okay. Just get out of my way because I've got a lot of people to connect with and a lot of people to support in my life. So that's either or. 
you know, and so I just want people to realize that if you don't like somebody, it's not necessarily your job to save them or point out what you don't like. It could be meaning that you need to find new friends and stop complaining about the people you're hanging out with. Are you there? Hello? 